Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Hello to our weekend warriors. Mm-hmm. We are super excited for every Saturday where we extend the conversation and have a longer form episode for you all. I think today's is going to be about conflict. Yeah. Which before you guys start to feel weird about that, we just, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> before you guys, apparently Tori's allergic to conflict. Before you all feel like you're allergic to conflict, we just want to give you a quick little reminder that if you have relationships in your life, you're likely going to experience conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we want to encourage you guys to listen to that. But we're going to jump into today's devotional and then head over to that conversation. Yes. Okay, you guys. So today we are switching it up a little bit. I thought it would be fun on some random Saturdays to switch up the Devo. So today we're reading The Meaning of Marriage, a couple's devotional by Timothy and Kathy Keller. And we're on April 24th. And it says... The Christian approach begins with a different analysis of the situation. We believe that, as badly wounded as a person may be, the resulting self-absorption of the human heart was not caused by the mistreatment. It was only magnified and shaped by it. This is not to say wounded people don't need great gentleness, tender treatment, affirmation, and patience. It is just that this is not the whole story. And then it goes on to say, a multitude of causes. While we can be damaged by people sinning against us, nevertheless, no one begins life in a pristine spiritual condition. If you read Psalms 14, 2-3 and 58, 3, reminds us that we are prone to sin, selfishness, and lying as soon as we are born. But just as a bodily infection can be exacerbated by poor nutrition, lack of sleep, and stress, so a sinful nature can be further inflamed by harsh treatment, isolation, ignorance, poverty, and other factors, both internal and external. Christians must address with compassion the social causes of spiritual ills without losing sight of the need for a new birth, a new heart, and the forgiveness offered in Christ. We cannot chalk up problems to only social forces or only personal irresponsibility. The reflection says, What social ills may have injured those around you, including your spouse? As you hold out Christ to them as a lover of their souls, what are you also doing to alleviate the social conditions that make everything worse? Yeah, I think that's super interesting because... When we go to help someone who's struggling with a problem or struggling in sin, I think there's kind of two ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. Where on one hand, you point Jesus to be the only answer and the answer. Mm -hmm. Where you are born again, you're a new creation, you're all these things. But on the other hand, I love that the devotional said this. Nevertheless, no one begins life in a pristine spiritual condition. Right. And so a quote that I always mention around um, whenever my friends are struggling with this type of stuff is, you know, hurt people do hurtful things. Right. Yeah. And whenever you're walking in a place of incompletion where you're not complete in Christ Mm -hmm. or you're walking around with different hurts and things that you've been um, different hurts and things that you've experienced in your life, then it's really important for you to know that you're going to be causing other issues. It's kind of right. like, I know the times that I've fallen in the sin, mm-hmm. I want to run to more, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it creates this, this, uh, this like burnt Perpetual, trail yeah. 
behind me of just all this destruction that I've caused all because of sort of one thing. Right. And that happens in our relationships and that happens in our, our spiritual walk mm-hmm. where the more of the issues that we see, um, the more of the issues that we see that we're causing or going through, mm-hmm. there are a multitude of causes where right. number one, it's because we may not be, you know, spiritually aligned in Christ. But number yeah. two, we may have gone through different forms of trauma. We may mm-hmm. be experiencing different forms of tragedy and addiction or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, even in, and I think most people, when you hear addiction, you just think like alcohol, right? But addiction yeah. can be to your own ego. Yeah. You know, addiction can be so many things where we default to certain things habitually yeah. mm-hmm. to make us feel better where, you know, think about it where if, if you, if you are going through an awkward conversation, what do we do? We tend to take out our phone and look at it. Yeah. That can be an addiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's really important to get to the root cause of things, you know, and I feel like that's why counseling or talking to different mentors, it's so important and talking to someone that's even outside of the situation that can ask those questions that really get you going back to, okay, well, why am I reacting this way in this situation? And you realize it actually has to do with a completely different situation, Mm -hmm. like in marriage. Um, If there's little things that have bothered us and we don't address them quickly, then they come out in a harsh response later Mm -hmm. and you wonder where that came from. And it's important to kind of open up those conversations with people, um, loved ones, coworkers, friends, et cetera, um, so that you can have this open dialogue of truth and not allow hurt to just be, um, I don't know, an excuse, but okay, let's recognize that okay there's been hurt and how do we actually find healing and normally the answer is Jesus yeah and what's cool about that is on the other side the person who was wronged Mm -hmm. they're able to look at the person for what they're going through and show so much grace and mercy yeah whereas you know just speaking candidly about Tornado's relationship whenever we would disagree or have a conflict or argue whatever you want to call it I would start to raise my voice Mm -hmm. and number one, that made her very uncomfortable and that was not a healthy to our discussions at all. Like it added nothing, but that's just kind of what I knew. Mm -hmm. That's just what I did. And of course I didn't want that to be an excuse. Well, like, Hey, well, this is how I fight. Yeah. And so for her, she felt like the world was kind of crumbling as I raised my voice. And for me, that was just normal. Mm -hmm. There's two different experiences happening. Yeah. And so one thing that we had to work on is number one, I'm going to work on that. And I'm going to start pulling back my tongue and my bigger reactions and all these different things. But number two, she was hearing my past and she Mm -hmm. was seeing what I've been through and why this was such a knee jerk reaction for me. Yeah. And she is able to say, okay, I'm going to have a little bit more grace for him. I'm not going to put up with this. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to allow this behavior, but I'm not going to resent him for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to love him through it as I see him continually work on those types of things. You know yeah. what I mean? And we communicate it, you know, yeah. and, and it's healthy to have that open communication where I was able and felt confident and felt comfortable to actually voice, Hey, when you raise your voice, I know that might be a knee jerk reaction for you, but this is what I experience when that happens. And Mm -hmm. then he's like, oh my gosh, wow. I didn't know that's how you experience that. And now he's going to work on that. And then for me, I would just completely shut down, which wasn't helping Chad at all because he's like, we need to talk about this. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, 
gosh, you yeah. know, just like completely shrinking. And so I think it's really good that, you know, this whole episode is kind of on conflict because um, that's something that I really avoided. I feel like in our relationship, especially in the beginning, I almost like had this pride factor of our relationship, especially when we were dating. Oh my gosh, we never fight. We're never going to fight. And like almost wore it as like a badge. Like, oh yeah, we never fight. And then the first time we did, so much fear rushed in because I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to break up? Is this the end? All the things. And Chad's like, what are you even talking about? You know, and so knowing that people handle conflict in so many different ways, they respond to it in so many different ways. So how can we go about it in a healthy way that edifies Christ and edifies each other? Yeah, which is going to take us into the longer form version of this podcast where we're just going to be kind of opening up the floor about the conflict that we've experienced and how we've processed it and give you hopefully some good encouragement for yeah. how you should handle conflict in your own walk in different relationships. Yeah. And we're going to be talking maybe for the next 15 minutes and then we're going to continue the conversation on our Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, which there'll be a link in the description of this podcast. So you can go check that out, but let's just hop into this part. Yeah. So I guess where I want to start is just making sure that people are aware that conflict is so normal. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I feel like it it's almost has this derogatory feeling around it where it's like, oh, I'm having conflict with my wife or, oh, my friends and I had a disagreement mm-hmm. or, oh, this. And it just feels so negative. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait a second. We all are people. Yeah. We all come from different upbringings and different mm-hmm. backgrounds. We all have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all live our life a certain way because we believe that's the right way. Right. And it's guaranteed that we're going to butt heads with people. Yeah. It's guaranteed that we're going to bump shoulders with people. And and like, that doesn't mean that we need to glorify conflict. Yeah. But I think we need to reach this place in our heart where we don't actively avoid it but as yeah. it's this terrible thing. Yeah. Because I think that it's almost like um, the way I look at it is that if you're going to have conflict, if you're guaranteed to have conflict, or if you look in the Bible and it says you're, you know, you're going to experience suffering in, in life, right? It's how you respond to those sufferings yeah. is what matters. And the yeah. same thing with conflict It's how you respond to conflict. Mm-hmm. It's how you resolve the conflict and how you feel afterwards. That's really yeah. important. Yeah. So I don't think you should be seeking to avoid conflict. I think you should be seeking for how can I mitigate bad resolutions to this conflict. Right. And so I guess yeah. I just want to open up the floor there and just say like, if you do experience conflict, that's okay. And that's very normal. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And you're probably going to have different types of conflict with different types of people. You know, like I'll have different types of conflict with Chad than I will with a friend or a coworker mm-hmm. or um, a family member. You know, it's all different types of conflict, but we should go about them in the way of, okay, let me see this person that I'm having this conflict with through the lens of Christ. And let me first make sure that I am not responding out of anger. Like the Bible says we should not sin inside of our anger. So in the midst of conflict, if you're feeling anger arise in you, I think it's a very good practice to take three breaths before you respond and truly like be praying in your head. This is what I do. At least I'm like, okay, Holy spirit, you control my tongue. You control my actions, what I say and what I do. I want to be edifying to you and also get my point across and not back down and not be a wimp and just, you know, 
say sorry for things that I'm not in the wrong for, but also like not be harsh and not sin in my anger, not say things that I'm going to regret later, Mm -hmm. you know, and that really is a fruit of the spirit, you know, self-control. So can we have self-control in the midst of conflict? Well, how do we do that? you have to figure out how you're going to respond best. Like something that Chad and I have to do sometimes is we're like, Hey, let's table this for the next five minutes. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to get some fresh air. You go in the bedroom, whatever. And you separate for five minutes and you allow some breathing room. And then you come back and you sit down and have a conversation about it versus allowing the heat of the moment to escalate everything and Mm -hmm. make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Yeah. And I just want to, um, build off of something that Tori said about, you know, whenever we're getting angry or something, it's okay to be angry Yeah, because in scripture, what it says in Ephesians four verse 26, it says in your anger, do not sin, right? Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the the devil a foothold. Mm -hmm. And so of course it says in your anger, do not sin. And so I listened to this sermon one time that um, is by Tim Keller, actually the the author of the devotional that we read earlier, and he was basically explaining that there's there's like there's three different types of anger. Mm-hmm. There's blow anger where you blow up. Mm-hmm. There's slow anger, which is where your anger just builds gradually, and you're able to process it at at the same pace it's coming in. Mm-hmm. And then there's no anger. Blow anger and no anger are sins because no anger is just apathy. Right. That's just not caring. Right. And Jesus clearly cared. And there was times when he was very angry. And so I think it's really important to kind of just know that experiencing anger is not sin itself. It's how we respond to it. Yeah. And a big thing that Tori and I talk about, and we talked about it on a YouTube video where like our, how we handle conflict Yeah. was knowing who your real enemy is. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to build off of that baby? Well, actually before that, I wanted to touch on something else you said that's so on point biblically um, because in James 1 19 it says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry and so I loved your blow slow and no because we should be slow to become angry because I feel like the most damage happens when we say things quickly that we have not processed or thought through and then immediately we say the thing but it's already done the damage You know, like if I say something to you in the heat of a moment that I truly don't mean, it's still going to stick with you because it's been spoken, you know? And so a lot of times that's why we need to be slower to speak, you know, so that we don't say things that we're going to later regret. Mm -hmm. And I think something that really helps me with, um, trying to not be blow anger or Mm -hmm. no anger is to recognize, well, where's this anger coming from and why is it here? Right. Back at the root. For example, if Tori does something that I didn't like and I'm quick to anger, I, I, I go into the initial form of anger, which is blow anger. Like I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm mad at someone for how they didn't meet this expectation for me. Yeah. But then what I want to come back to is like, okay, so I'm going to follow this path where now there's going to be a wedge between me and the woman I love, the Mm -hmm. one I want to serve God with. Mm -hmm. And it's going to cause issues every there for, you know, it's going to cause issues building out from our career Mm -hmm. and our home. And it's just not unhealthy. And like, well, I'm like, well, why is this happening? And I believe it's because that's what the enemy wants. Totally. And so for me, I always try to remember mm-hmm. when I say I always try is not I always remember, but sometimes that doesn't always work that well. Yeah. 
I always try to remember that the enemy is my enemy. Right. My wife is not my enemy. Yeah. And so as you're walking forward in life and you have any type of conflict with friends, with family, mm-hmm. with your spouse, with whoever it may be, a coworker, yeah. you have to realize that they are not your enemy. Mm-hmm. And we're, w- what we're doing is in that famous Johnny Swim song, yeah. we're making enemies out of lovers. Right. Yeah. And so we have to be careful in that whenever I see that, Maybe my wife was going through a hard time and that's why she said that thing. Or maybe I'm experiencing a lot of frustration and that's why I blew up that way. We can look at each other as imperfect human beings mm-hmm. and help them process what they're going through yeah. and point them to Jesus. Yeah. I know it sounds super cliche, but I yeah. actually really do mean that. Yeah. And we can help them work on something to not let the enemy get a wedge in our relationships because, yeah. um, how's that quote go? Like, um, unified you prevail uh, but 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 a divided house will fall or something yeah, like that yeah and so his goal is to divide us right that's exactly. what the enemy's goal is to divide us and any chance that he gets to create conflict where we don't know how to resolve it mm-hmm. is a win for him right and for us is remembering that the enemy is seeking to create conflict and division in our relationships will help us to look at our friends, our family, our coworkers, our spouses with love despite the conflict right. and, and create a healthy solution knowing that we're in this together. Yeah, no, that's why we always recommend the movie The War Room because it really did depict this so well. And I feel like it really further ingrained this principle in Chad and I that we aren't each other's enemies. And it's also not our job to fix the other person. Our only job is to pray for them and to respond to them in a Christ-like way and reflect Jesus to them. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so I think a lot of marriages and even relationships, you know, get into trouble because we think it's our job to fix them. It's not my job to fix my husband. It's God's job to Mm -hmm. fix my husband. And it's not Chad's job to fix me. It's God's job to fix me. And we're always going to be going through a process of sanctification. Like we're never going to be perfect on this side of heaven, which means we'll experience disappointment. Mm -hmm. We might not live up to each other's expectations. We might respond to each other incorrectly or not lovingly. Like these things are going to happen. And that's why we have grace. That's why we have forgiveness. And so these things truly can, you know, we can come back together um, and love each other even better. And Chad and I truly, it's its a funny concept to me because I did avoid conflict for the majority of the beginning part of our marriage, I would say. I really, truly avoided mm-hmm. it. But anytime Chad and I experience conflict and we have this intimate conversation about where it's coming from and then we resolve it, we genuinely feel so much closer. It's like a win for the kingdom of God. We're Mm -hmm. like, take that devil. You don't have any authority here. In the same way that you think that um, lack of community, or I'm sorry, uh, lack of conflict will make you feel closer. Mm -hmm. Conflict has actually made us closer because we had to work through something together. Right, yeah. You know, because that builds intimacy. Totally. And again, I say it in every YouTube video, Everyone thinks intimacy is just physicality in a relationship. Right. Yeah. But the way I describe intimacy is intimacy you see. Mm-hmm. And so whenever people are bumping shoulders or sharing um, disagreeing points of view, you're able to see into someone and see where yeah. they're at and see what they're going through. And I think that's so powerful that the more you see of someone, the more you can love that person. And I always go back to this quote, which is people are messy, therefore relationships will be messy. And so for me, I know that 
early on in our relationship, Tori actually had a hard time resolving conflict yeah. with me mm-hmm. because I think she kind of was hoping that we wouldn't have conflict. Yeah. And I get that. I get that feeling. I don't think people enjoy conflict. I mean, I know that there's a few people like that really actually like the the butting of heads, yeah. you know, but like nobody really likes to just have a tumultuous relationship. Right. But I think I was able to help her have grace for not only me, but our relationship totally. knowing that we're messy people yeah and our relationships our relationship will be messy at different mm-hmm. points and that's yeah. okay because it keeps the bar low and it it reminds me that whenever tori does something that i don't like or i do something that she doesn't like mm-hmm. we're able to have so much more grace and understanding for that yeah. person because we're able to see them as a person not yeah. for who they're not not for who we're projecting them to be to us right you know? yeah in Proverbs 10, 12, it says, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers all wrongs. Mm-hmm. And I just love that just because truly anything inside of a covenantal marriage can be covered by the grace and love of God. And just knowing that and having that covering is, I don't know, it just feels like this big comfort, you mm-hmm. know, like to yeah. know that we can have conflict, to know that you're not walking out the door, you know? And so I think that's, why we highly recommend marriage 10 out of 10 for um, all of our ladies or men out there who are thinking about it. We highly recommend it. Um, But it doesn't mean it's easy. It takes work and you have to, you know, figure out how to get through um, the conflict, but it's always worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it. And I think now Tori and I are going to head over to our Patreon and answer specific questions that you all submitted to us on conflict resolution. Yeah. So you can head on over there uh, if you want to hear the rest of that conversation. Other than that, we're going to pray on out Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be chatting with you tomorrow. But wait, I'll say that again at the end. So So would you like to pray, babe? Yeah. There's so much conflict happening right now. I can't (laughs) handle it. Goodness. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a good God. God, I just um, pray your grace over all of our listeners and over us that when we run into conflict, that we would give it back over to you, Lord, that we would uh, exude your love and edify you in our responses, that we would have the fruit of the Spirit that is self control, that we would not have judgmental eyes, that we would see through the facade that's going on to the hurt of the heart, God. And when we respond in a loving way, it is truly healing. God, your love is healing. So let us be healing vessels for the people that we love. Lord, we don't want to see our loved ones hurting. We don't want to see our friends hurting. We don't want to see this world hurting. And us responding in anger or creating extra confusion is not going to help anything, God. So I just pray that we respond in love, that we walk in love, and that you cover us, God, that we know that we will um, encounter troubles, we will encounter conflict, Uh, we're different humans, you've created us uniquely, God, but help us see each other through the lens of grace. Lord, take the scales off of our eyes, give us eyes to see, give us the words to speak, and help us keep resolution at the forefront of our minds. So God, I want to open up the floor for our listeners to pray, and we will be praying in agreement with them. Your promise still stands. 
Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm sitting in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Just want to give you a quick little piece of encouragement that as we embrace that we're going to experience conflict in our life and in our relationships and any of any and all of our relationships, mm-hmm. we're going to feel a little bit more free. Yeah. We're going to feel free to know that this is not the end all be all. This argument does not mean we're going to break up. Yeah. This fight does not mean I'm not friends with this person anymore or this right. is, or this, um, lack of communication does not mean that I'm fired from work. Right. Lord willing. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we just want to take some pressure off of y'all with that because we know conflict yeah. can be scary. Yeah. Anyways, we love y'all and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Au revoir.